Hey guys, I know our episodes have been sporadic for a few months, but life has been hectic and we're finally getting things back on track. With summer being here and more things happening, we want to be able to bring you consistent content, so we are going to start releasing our episodes on Fridays as much as possible. Nothing changes on your end, so keep subscribing, liking, sharing with all your friends and family. We want to thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts and give us that five-star rating. Maybe even leave a review to let others know what you think of the show. And while you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about Raised on the Radio. Raised on the Radio has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. Whether you are looking for a custom oatmeal, a multivitamin, a great tasting protein that you can order by the pound, or simply looking for a company you know you can trust to send you the best quality products available, True Nutrition has you covered. Just go to truenutrition.com, look at all of the great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in C-E-P-N in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. It is that easy. Raised on the Radio's listenership continues to grow with every episode. We are always looking for great sponsorship and collaboration opportunities. If you or anyone you know has a business they are trying to grow and want to jump on board with us, email us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com. For this episode, Patrick and I talk about Butterbean versus Jake Paul. We discuss what overrated really means when it comes to music, what bands people consider to be overrated, the NBA Finals, and much, much more. If you'd like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out through email or on the social medias. You can reach us at RaisedOnTheRadioSTL at gmail.com or on the Raised on the Radio's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. We also have a new website where you can find all of our content. Head on over to RaisedOnTheRadioSTL.com. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. And now let's get into this episode. Well, hello there. Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of this show. I am Colt Brocato, my good friend Patrick Blair in Zoomland, as usual. Two weeks in a row, man. Two freaking weeks in a row. That's impressive for at least the last few months, right? <laughs> Line up the sponsors. Line them up. Here's your here's your million dollar show right here. Line them up. Line up the Spotify deals. I'm good with All that. Yeah. 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 We're here. We are. I finished. I finished moving most of my stuff, so. So you said you, they they moved up your date that you had to be out of your other house. I'm assuming since it was like a cash offer type of deal that they are like just ready to go. Let's get this over with. No, not the date we have to be out. They moved oh. up the walkthrough. Okay. Which I'm a responsible, courteous person. I was trying to have the place cleaned up a little I bit. I gotcha. And all yeah. the little... Although we had left, like after I did my stuff on Sunday is like just little stuff that you kind of just wait. You just, I'm not going to grab that right now. Right. Um, so yeah, no, I wanted to, because of that, I wanted to be, like I said, a courteous, responsible person and, you know, sweep the floors, all kinds of shit like that. But I, in the process, we had surround sound in the old house and I was ripping out the wires and I ripped a huge chunk of the wall out whatever they're buying the house as is. So it's in the contract. So that means <laughs> chunking the wall. 
I mean, you, did, you didn't like try to spackle it or anything. You just left it. Nah, I'm not going to go that far. They can fix it. <laughs> I covered it up. I covered it up. It'll be fine. And then today I was hanging stuff and this giant wooden thing that we have that usually hangs on the wall fell and tumbled down the stairs and put a hole in the wall at the bottom. No of our way. Stairs. Are you kidding Dude, me? I'm so done. I'm done. Dude. I don't even want to. I'm done. I'm done. But it is what it is, man. That's adulthood. That's grown up. Moving on. You know? Yeah. I, I want to get your thoughts on something. Okay. Because it's about, it's about to be a big weekend. And I'll get into at why in a little bit here. Okay. But I sent you a link to a story about how Butterbean has now thrown his name into the hat as to who would might be next for Jake Paul. Uh-huh. Apparently he's gone through a body transformation, which by the way, I didn't do any Googling beyond that, but in that article, it didn't show a slim down butterbean. It showed fat butterbean. So I'm wondering what he looks like. I'm also wondering, can he still be called butterbean? If he's like a, <laughs> like, a like if he got like really, he looks j- like me. If he, if he either got jacked or if he just got really skinny, like, could you still call him butterbean? I don't know if you could. Well, I seriously doubt he's skinny. I know. Let's see if I can find something. But so anyway, he's thrown his name in the hat. And I'm like, man, so and I actually didn't find it on my own. I had a friend of mine who is a big fight fan send it to me and he goes, is boxing over? And I said, absolutely not. I said, the Internet has ruined the way that we read news and the way that we perceive things that are real or not real. That's that's what's going on. So I guess the picture in that article is him slimmed down, believe it or not. Okay. So I, mean, I haven't, I haven't look, actually, looks, I haven't actually seen the article. You just, I think you just texted me and said that Butterbean wants to fight Jake Paul. Yeah. And, and, and so again, so my, my, my friend's question was, is boxing over? Absolutely not. And I'll get into that in a sec, but. And then his response was, I'm so tired of this celebrity bullshit. And I go, well, here's, here's what you do. Stop paying attention. Don't retweet it. Don't comment on it. Just let it be. Let it, let it die. Right? Yeah. And here's the thing, though. Of all the fights Jake Paul has had, I am most intrigued by that fight. As sad as it is. Because, of, is because of the ridiculousness of it? It's, is it? But it's not that ridiculous. The only thing that makes it ridiculous is that Butterbean is 55. Butterbean, I mean, 55 years old, 378 pounds. Okay, that part doesn't make it crazy. <laughs> nah, that makes it awesome. Well, no, look, he what? was a professional boxer. Unlike anyone, Jake Paul has fought. So that part, I'm like, okay, but he hasn't had a, he hasn't fought since I don't know, 2009. What was it? What did it say? So daily Butterbean calls out Jake Paul as he targets a shot comeback next year after whipping himself back into shape. Not that, not that we really want to see either one, but would you rather see Jake Paul or Logan Paul fight Butterbean? Oh, Jake, because Jake is taking boxing seriously. Logan Paul is going to be a professional wrestler now. Yeah, that's true. Have you seen the footage of him? Uh, wasn't didn't he do wrestle a WrestleMania spot? Yeah, yeah. So did Pat McAfee. Yeah. Now, Dude, listen, it, it, I, 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 I would, I, I don't know what you're going to say here, but I, did you look at, did you actually watch like the match from Pat McAfee? I'm, 
No, that was. I'm one, never going to watch a wrestling match. A lot of people, especially that was, with Pat McAfee, a lot of people that was actually their favorite their favorite match at WrestleMania. I did see highlights. I saw him do a backflip off the top rope, and like the dude's athletic, man. He's a stud. I mean, he's a stud, and I, I I don't I still don't understand how like how old is he? He's 37, right? Yeah, something like that. Doesn't it feel like he should be in his 40s or 50s? Well, I mean, he he retired from football pretty early. He was one of those guys that was like, why am I gonna, why am I still doing this? I don't need to, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he, I guess so, but he looks good regardless. He, he, like I said, he's athletic. Well, this, and the same thing goes for Jake Paul. Like people were really shocked by that. And I'm not necessarily that surprised by it. Cause if you know where Jake Paul came, you know how Jake Paul got famous or I'm sorry, Logan Paul got famous, right? Uh, because of that video. What video? Or well, what? I mean, it's because of YouTube, but no, no maybe I'm... So he, okay, go ahead. He was a Vine star. Okay, long, yeah, 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 yeah. And he did these Vine videos where he would go in front of like famous monuments and in front of people and he would do the splits. He was very flexible and like, you know, and this is when he was like super young. But I remember Rogan, I was watching one of the Rogan podcasts when he had a couple of people on and he was talking about it. He's like, I can't believe how athletic this guy is and he can do the full splits like, yeah, man, he's been doing it for a long time. But I, I mean, I did see highlights of his match too. And I mean, dude, he looked good. I don't know. And this is just for me. I don't watch professional wrestling enough to know whether he has like the real skill set. You know what I mean? Yeah. But to like wrestle every once in a while and be like one of those high flying guys and, and a personality. Yeah. If Ronda Rousey can do it, he can do it. Yeah. I mean, no disrespect. I mean, no disrespect. But I can't believe you asked me if I watched a full wrestling match. <laughs> Come on, dude. When I was eight, I did. If, yeah. if, it, if it was two like WWE wrestlers that were wrestling each other, I would not have asked you that question. But the, just the fact that it was like a Pat McAfee who used to be a football player, I thought maybe there's a chance that you might have watched. I saw the highlights. At, yeah, at least all. the highlights of the match. Who did he? Who, who was this match against? That I don't remember. Okay. All right. Don't, don't even tell me. Well, I thought I sent this to you, though. He got into this little, you know, he likes to do the NXT stuff, which is like their developmental yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. which has actually become, from what I understand and just what I've heard on podcast and the McAfee show, more popular than WWE. Like regular WWE. Right. Like NXT has become like their bread and butter. Yeah. But anyway... He got into this thing where he had Adam Cole, which I guess was like the NXT champion or whatever, on a show. And I don't know if this was for if this was fake or not, but I guess Adam Cole got pissed off at him and you know hit the microphone and threatened to kick his ass and pushed one of his guys. And then like after that, McAfee was at an event and like punted the Adam Cole's head. Nice. I don't know, dude. <laughs> Again, this is all silly childish bullshit. But like, you know, I could see that being California city, California voicemail. Um, so I could see McAfee doing it as well. I, but he's, he, I think he genuinely is a wrestling fan. Other Logan Paul is, I have no idea. Pat McAfee, but anyway, yeah, yeah, back for, to Jake yeah, Paul for sure. Cause like he start, he did this because he loves wrestling. Like he started out yeah. commentating for wrestling before he actually started wrestling. Right, right, right. right. And it was for NXT though. Wasn't it? Maybe I'm not hundred percent sure. Okay. So, so back to Jake Paul. So like the Butterbean Jake Paul fight, I'm like, 
how intri- so Butterbean hasn't fought since 2013. I don't know. It fits into the narrative of what Jake Paul does. He fights older guys. He fights guys that have been retired. I don't know. I don't hate it. So I'm not going to buy it. Did did, did but, Butterbean officially retire in 2013? Yeah, it, yeah. He did. Yeah. So yeah. saying that that fight happened, does that still go towards a professional record for Jake, Jake Paul? Absolutely. If a Nate Robinson fight does, Butterbean has to. Well, I was, I guess I was thinking because of being retired, maybe that would put that in a different category, but I guess not. And Askren was retired. Tyron Woodley was retired, I guess. I guess I he guess. technically wasn't, but. <laughs> Have you heard his name in a while, like since then? Or you think he's just, he's just playing around with the money that he got from the fight? Dude. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> he's on vacation still. Let's get real. And that Come was on. what, like eight months ago? <laughs> Yeah, come on, dude. <laughs> Look, man, I, 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 I'm not saying the fight was fixed, the one where Tyron got knocked out. Now, you understand, this is very sensitive to me because I, I am a Tyron fan. He's from my city. Uh, I watched that dude wrestle in high school, right? I have a very, in a combat sports fighting, whatever type of place, I have a, I have a special place in my heart for Tyron Woodley. And watching him get knocked out by that guy, really, really, I mean, dude, it was like my, and I didn't watch, obviously, I'm not going to buy the pay-per-views that Jake Paul is a part of, but like, um, I remember waking up through in the middle of the night and I check in my phone and fuck, man, first thing I see when I open up Twitter is Tyron getting fucking knocked out. And I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me, dude. It was, it was like. It wasn't it. It was bad. I, I'm not gonna go there. Two 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 times I've seen a dude get knocked out, or my heart just sunk into my asshole. The first one was when Roy Jones got knocked out by Antonio Tarver. That just dude. I remember watching that live. I was probably I don't know how old I was, but I wanted to cry. I was so upset, dude. I was like, <laughs> oh my god. He was the king to me. He's one of my one of my favorite boxers of all time. The second one. That's that's a good one. I have to think about that. I didn't think about this beforehand, but I th- I'd say the second one was either when Evander Holyfield got knocked out by Riddick Bowe. And there's a lot of UFC ones where I'm like, oh, that's mother. What I- I, well, when DC knocked out Stipe, I was like, dude, I people at Buffalo, we were at Buffalo Wild Wings for that. Why? I don't know. But we were. And people were like, whoa, we better not say anything to that guy. And I'm not tough. I'm not saying I was trying to intimidate people. I was just genuinely from a real fans place pissed i was so fucking mad and i think i told you about this there was a really annoying lady behind me this couple would always go to the fights there at this buffalo wild wings that i used to go to and they would always pinpoint the person that they saw was a real fan of somebody and then root for the other person they didn't know fucking shit about dick yeah right (laughs) it pissed me off so this lady was just the whole time and then after they win or after dc wins she's fucking going i was like I'm going to, I'm going to flip out. I got to go to my wife. I go, we got to go. We got to go. I don't even want to finish this beer. We got to go like this is, but yeah. So like the Tyron one. So again, I'm not saying it was fixed, but so I think homie, I think homie took one. I can, or the team and the team would be (laughs) 
all the people seeing that money. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to like the DC and uh, Stipe fight, I can almost like envision myself being there, like in the booth next to you. And I feel like I know exactly how it would have went down or could have oh, went down. Like I could see like leading up to it, I could hear you going, no, 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 no. And then just a loud fuck real loud as soon as he gets knocked out. And then <laughs> either you don't talk for the rest of the night or you tell the waitress vodka sodas. Let's go. We need to start this now. <laughs> you're, you're pretty close. You're pretty close. So what I, and again, I, I don't, I don't pretend to be a tough guy or armchair quarterback fighters, but what I was saying is not, no, I was saying, stop clinching, stop clinching, stop clinching. I was, I said it for two and uh, he got knocked out in the second round. I said it for a round and a half because in the first round, which I thought he did well in, but there was a moment where they were in the clinch and DC barely missed, barely missed on a right hand, which ultimately is the punch that knocked him out, but barely missed. And I was like, Oh, I, I didn't like the way it looked. It looked like Stipe didn't see it. It looked like it was, he reacted slow. He was just reaction was the, the reaction time wasn't there. So after I saw that, I was like, don't stop clinching. He loves that. But DC loves the fight that way. He likes that dirty style where he gets you in the clinch and he hits you with those short punches. Yeah. And sure fuck enough, he finally catches. And, and he and Stipe did not see that shot that knocked him out. And then in their second fight for four rounds, I was just screaming, <laughs> do not clinch, do not clinch. <laughs> and then when Stipe finished him, I went so, dude, I went so crazy. I was at a bar on their patio. Uh, with my brother-in-law and I, dude, I went, I was like slamming my fist on the bar being like, let's fucking go. I broke my watch. Like, dude, I was so, that's one of my, I watched that fight the other day at the gym. I was on the fucking treadmill. I put that fight on, ran through the four round. Yeah, dude. I, that's one of my favorite fights ever. Um, I watched that and I watched, uh, Gastelum and Izzy. Oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, that's a brain damage fight. Yep. For both guys that's that's a fucking but so i i love how hypocritical i'm being where i'm like to my buddy like just don't talk don't don't retweet don't comment and I'm, we've spent uh 15 minutes now talking about jake paul but <laughs> here's my point and and i said this to my friend i go dude there is plenty of real boxing to be worried about this weekend let alone the rest of the year but even this weekend there are real fights that are happening. There are great championship fights that are happening. And I'm going to keep spreading the word about those. Fuck Jake Paul. You know, I wrote about the fights this weekend, but so, I mean, Cambosos is fighting Haney. That's an insane fight. It's for the undisputed lightweight title. It's in Australia. Haney's one of the first Americans in a long time to go overseas or abroad to try to win a title in a guy's backyard. American fighters never do that, dude. Never. Um, also, there's Stephen Fulton versus Daniel Roman. It's a huge card. The under on the the co-main event of that is for a middleweight title for a guy who's six and zero, by the way, and is a champ, which is super rare in boxing. He's like a prodigy. Um, David Morrell is his name. And then UFC this weekend, you got Volkov Rosenstrike. I mean, there's so much other real. There's real shit to watch. That's my point. There's yeah. real shit. I like real shit. I don't like fake shit. <laughs> So I just said to my buddy, I go, dude, no, I spread the word about these real fights. I'll post do the you, links here. In do a minute. you think, you know, like, I mean, was he just being, I don't even know what the word is, but like, was he, was, was he being serious when he said like, is boxing over or was it just kind of like a, 
you know, real, like, really, is this really happening? Is this what boxing's coming to? No, I mean, well, I think with me, he was kind of being serious because he knows how much I love it. And, but, I, you know, like I said, I was like, dude, just hold off. I'll send you the links to my my website. I'm right. I'm writing up previews for all of these, all of these fights happening this weekend. And there were more that I could have done. I just didn't have the time to do them all. So it's like, it's just, are you writing for, are, are you writing for somebody again? Just me. Just for yourself. Yep. Nice. Okay, cool. Yep. I'm a blogger now. Oh I'm officially man. A blogger. Dude, you, you should become a vlogger. That's like today's right. So hey man, thing. aren't we friends on social media? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> do you not see any of the posts I put out about these these write ups that I do? I don't think so. I'll send you the links. Okay. <laughs> wow. I have our show logo on my website. That's awesome. <sighs> Moving on. What a uh-huh. friend. What yep. a friend You're I welcome. have here. You're um, welcome, sir. <laughs> it's it's funny too because when after that butterbean article came out, which it really it really didn't pop off as much as I expected it to. Uh, maybe it's because Butterbean is 55 and people are using their brains finally, but who knows? But so I got on YouTube and I was like, I wonder if I'm going to see anything of people reacting to it, Jake Paul reacting to it, anyone saying anything. And I haven't really seen much. But I'll tell you what, what came up in my feed, though. And this is a huge transition away from fighting. But so what, what came up in my feed was, and it's... it's <laughs> It was, it was Imagine Dragons live at Lollapalooza last year. Have you seen that video? Of no, their did they do Lollapalooza last year? I'm pretty sure it was last year. Okay. Um, I want to say it was last year. Let me double check that. Okay, but no, I, I have not I seen, that. I did not see that performance. You have not seen it? No. So again, I know we talked about Imagine Dragons recently. Mm-hmm. Let me see here. Oh, Jesus. My bad. It was from Berlin in 2018. My bad. <laughs> it's, it's recent enough. So my point is, I saw the video came. The video comes up, and I was like, "All right, I'll click on it." And I, I wanted because you know it's a giant crowd, and I love watching live shows and seeing how these bands work these live festivals. But anyway, I put it on, and they start the show with um, Radioactive, right? And it wasn't, and it was good. The like the, the performance was good. The crowd was super into it, which they uh, naturally, if you're in Germany, you're, you're good. They just love music over there. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I found weird was that everyone in the band was dressed like they would be in a new wave band or like maybe like arcade fire meets new wave, like eighties new wave, really weird clothes. And then the singer is just wearing short workout shorts white socks and white shoes and that's it no shirt no shirt Interesting. because you know he got he got kind of jacked so he likes to do the no shirt thing and i just thought man this looks odd because anyone and again i'm not I'm not trying to be a hater here but it was like why are the rest of the dudes dressed like fucking boingo boingo <laughs> yeah and you're you look like you just came from the gym it was super <laughs> weird looking Super weird looking. No matter no matter how jacked you could you could ever get, would you ever be comfortable playing a show without a shirt on? Me personally, yeah. I wouldn't do it if I was jacked. If I if I leaned down, like if I got super skinny, like heroin skinny, I would do it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. No, yeah, no, no. I think it's awkward to see like a really 
muscular dude with his shirt off, especially in a band like that. Yeah. There are a lot of like hardcore guys that'll take their shirts off and they're jacked. And it's like, okay, you're playing aggressive music. You got people beating the shit out of each other in the crowd. That makes a little bit of sense, I guess, on the surface, yeah. visually. But like for him, it was like, I, w- I don't know. It made me, it made me go, I don't know if this really works. This is kind of odd. Like he's playing <laughs> the piano with a shirt off in short shorts. Like it just looked weird. Yeah. It just looked weird. I'm not hating again. You know, they're a good band. Do you think they're overrated? That's an interesting thing to ask because, you know, I've been asked before as a band overrated and my response is always, well, what's overrated me? Exactly. That, that, that was going to be my question. Like, what do you, how, what do you look at overrated? You know, just like Nickelback or any of these other bands, are they considered overrated or? I, I would say, ask their accountant. He would say no. <laughs> look, at how, look, at, look at how many hits they have. And now have, another thing that's subjective, right? Like, do you think that Rockstar by Nickelback is a hit? It is, regardless of if you think sure. it is or it's not. Whether you like it or not, it's still considered a hit. So, well, is it a hit or is it a good song? That's where the argument changes. Oh, again, but, but again, it's subjective. It depends on exactly. what kind of mu- music you listen to. Clearly, it's a good song to people. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so overrated. It's a weird one. But I sent you a video. You know, Finn, our Finn McKenzie, a guy we talk about a lot. He did a he did an uh, an overrated bands video, so like the most overrated bands. But it wasn't like his opinion. Mm-hmm. He necessarily he gives his opinions, but it, it wasn't based on his initial thoughts. He did a poll on Twitter, or he asked people on Twitter, and I actually remember seeing that. Uh, you know, who are the most overrated bands? And he got a bunch of responses, and then he did a video. You know, some of the bands on there were the Beatles, which I mean, come on, like, no. Uh, it's impossible to be essentially the band that shaped rock and pop music to be overrated. It's that's nonsense. But, but, like, but another, another thing, like I would think that people who maybe like our generation of people probably don't, the music has just been so different from that for so long. You know what I mean? Like I understand that the Beatles shaped you know, music and maybe we wouldn't have the music we have now if it wasn't for the Beatles, but still the overrated, the term overrated is still odd when it comes to the Beatles, because I don't necessarily like the Beatles music. If it comes on the radio, I'm probably going to turn it. It's just not what, it's just not like my, my thing, you know, but I'm still not going to sit here and call them overrated because they, they, you know, we may not have what we have now if it wasn't for them. We, we don't. We don't have what we have now. Yeah. Without, we, we don't. I mean, and I know it's easy for me to sit here and say that, and I don't have... Here, here's what... Okay, so like, I'm saying we don't because every, every wave of music that we've had, especially the music that has crossed over into top 40 music, is because of the Beatles. And the reason is, is because their approach to songwriting now it's really easy to write uh no it's not really easy i'm sorry it's really easy to hate on a song that's simple and i'm using air quotes there simple meaning oh it's only four chords okay yeah it's only four chords but guess what stuck in your head now isn't it yeah right right that whole formula was created by the beatles i want to hold your hand shake it a baby now like come on Without those songs, we don't have 
Taylor Swift. Right. We don't well, have and, and something Finn McKinney, Lady Gaga. We don't have, you know. Something Finn McKinney said in that video, too, was that even if you don't like the Beatles, go back and listen to several of their albums and just try to listen to it musically. And, right. and hear like some of the harmonies and all that kind of stuff that goes into the music. And you should be able to at least appreciate that, even if you don't necessarily listen to them a lot or like or even like them, really. Yeah, and he's right about that. And I think that's where, critically speaking, and like music nerds really love the Beatles. That's why. Mm-hmm. But they're not wrong. Like there is, there's tons of stuff going on in a Beatles song that the average person doesn't a doesn't need to hear and just, but also like, they don't need to hear it to like, Oh, it's palatable to me. Like I, I can get, I want to hold your hand like that. Right. right? They mm-hmm. hear that. They go, that's catchy. Right. But like what's going on in that song and behind it. And I'm going way back to, by the way, I'm not even in, I'm not even talking about later Beatles, but like what's going on in that song, the average listener doesn't a need to hear because they just don't. They just don't hear it. They don't think about it. They don't look at it that way. So from an overrated sense, I get why it bugs people like where people are like, no, the Beatles changed everything. And the reason that people get upset about that is because they don't hear what people who know what's going on in the music hear. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. It's no one's fault. It's no one's fault. And maybe you're not that impressed by it. That's fine. But it is crazy. It's crazy good. Yeah. And it's crazy to think about all that goes into it. Well, I'm not a huge Beatles fan. I have, I have a, I have an appreciation for them. I love the early pop stuff more so than what like Beatle maniacs love, like all the, like Sergeant Peppers and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I think I'm in the minority here, but I love the early pop shit. They, I want to hold your hand, shake it a baby. Now, you know, I saw her standing there, all that stuff. Like, I think those are, well, I kind of, it's kind of like the movie yesterday. I think you could take those songs recreate them today with the same hooks. And I think they'd be hits. I don't think you need. And I actually thought about this when I watched that video, I was like, can you do that with other really crazy, insane songs that were popular for their time? Like if you took smells like teen spirit, wrote it today, cleaned it up, tried to make it a pop song because it was a pop song. Wasn't meant to be right. Mm -hmm. But Kurt Cobain's approach, he had an indifferent approach to pop music meaning he understood it, but he wasn't trying to do it. It just happened. So are you, you know, so like, are you saying that grunge is a form of pop, or are you saying that, because, I mean, it, that's the main category that Nirvana is thrown into, right? Yeah, but grunge is a made-up thing. But pop's not? No. Well, yeah, the, the, the word <laughs> is. <laughs> but grunge was created so that the term grunge and then the the usage of the term grunge and the style and everything was created so that record labels could cash in on bands that sounded like that. Was that mainly, I mean, I guess it, for, for sure it was mainly Seattle that, gr- that grunge came out of, right? But are there a lot of other grunge bands that weren't from the Seattle area? Yeah, there were tons. There was? Okay. Yeah. I guess your main yeah. ones have been like your, your Soundgarden and Nirvana. Yeah, but here's and- the thing. I know that people link it to Seattle, but Soundgarden and Nirvana sound nothing alike. That's true. Alice in Chains and Nirvana sound nothing alike. Yeah. All three of which, Pearl Jam and Nirvana sound nothing alike. Yeah. All four of which are from Seattle are considered like the pioneers of grunge, 
I think of, and I, I'll be honest, I think of Soundgarden, which I'm not a huge fan of. Still respect them. Still think they're either there are great songs that I do like, but I think Soundgarden and Alice in Chains, in my opinion, are closer to being metal bands, whereas Pearl Jam and Nirvana were closer to being rock bands. So that's just my opinion. I, I, I guess it depends on what you consider metal. I mean, because there's a big difference, I guess, between metal and heavy metal too, right? Well, I mean heavy metal. So you think Soundgarden could be considered heavy metal? Absolutely. Go listen to the really? album Bad Motor Finger and tell me that's not heavy metal. Hmm. The only thing that doesn't make it heavy metal in a sense is Chris Cornell's vocals. Because he's got an insane voice. Yeah. And it wasn't to the time when that record came out, no other metal vocalist sounded like that necessarily. Okay. But, and that's why, I th- I, that's why I think people called it alternative, called it grunge because it was, and people just don't like things being different and they don't want it to be a part of their scene or whatever. So, but, you're, so um, you're saying Soundgarden minus Chris Cornell is a metal band, but if you add in his vocals, it makes it semi not, metal anymore which well in so, my opinion so, they're a metal band with his vocals but i would say okay. i think what would people would disagree with me i think what when they hear Soundgarden would make them go no they're not a metal band would be his vocals also when grunge really started blowing up their sound kind of changed a little bit and that's going to happen yeah. there's nothing wrong with that yeah they went from bad motor finger to the super unknown i think I don't know if there was a record in between there. Cause again, I'm not a huge fan. I'm pretty sure you're right, but I could but, be wrong. You know, they, they went from bad motor finger to black hole sun. Yeah. Okay. I don't like black hole sun. I don't really like that record necessarily, but they changed. There's nothing wrong with that. You know? Yeah. What were we talking about? So the Beatles. So like calling them overrated, I, I, Yes, it's because what Finn McKenty mentioned is the annoying thing where people look at all the layers like like you look at all the layers and go, yeah, there's so much here. I can't believe you don't hear this. They're not overrated, you know, but some of the other bands he mentioned on that was like ACDC, Nirvana. Who else? Uh, Radiohead. There's another one. Radio. Don't get me. <laughs> I am not a Radiohead fan. I'm not going to call them overrated. When I when I watched, I'm glad you mentioned them, and that was the one I was trying to remember. When what, I what wa- when I watched the video, I was trying to think of. I mean, I'm not a big Radiohead fan by any means, so I was trying to think of. I I know Creep, and that was pretty much all I knew. And I I looked at their hits on like Apple Music, and I knew Karma Police, and that's the only two songs that I know by Radiohead. And I'm not really? a, I'm not a big fan. I'm not a huge fan. Well, I'm surprised you don't like. Well, the funny thing, and he mentioned it in the video, is the record that they are like most widely loved for. People didn't like it first. Kid A is the one he mentions. Yeah. Um, again, I'm not a fan. I don't know enough about him. I saw him live, and I was so bored. Oh, really? I do like Karma Police. I do like Karma Police, though. I love that song, and it's got a really, really fucking cool music video. Have you watched the music video? No. Watch it. Okay. It's a it's it is prototypical '90s awesome music video. When music videos were music videos. Okay. But anyway, but they're a weird, you know, avant-garde band or whatever. 
I guess that's what they would call themselves. So naturally they would have a weird tool was another one. Yeah. Okay. So let's stop at Radiohead and Tool. So I don't call bands overrated, but I understand why people would Tool and Radiohead. And here's why I understand it. Because their fans suck. Fans, <laughs> the fan, dude, their fans are just You're, over the top. You just went, we were so serious with that. And then all fans of a sudden, because they suck, man. Their fans I are can't just be terrible. around Tool fans. If you are, if you're wearing a Tool shirt, I am distancing myself from you. I know I'm not going to get along with you. Here's a funny story. So, no, like, wait, hey, well, but, was, but, but, okay. okay. So, do you agree that like most people who are Tool fans are like all in? There, there's not many like 100%, in, there, and there's no other band on earth. <laughs> there's no in tool, between tool of like created music. Yes. Yes. No, <laughs> you're right. 100% okay. all in. It's just Tool. Okay. Fuck Perfect Circle. Also, they're saying, fuck a perfect circle. We don't listen to that shit. It's not Tool. Um, but yeah, Radiohead and Tool. Hang on, wait. Just... Is that a thing? I didn't know that. I, I think so. Maybe not. How is, that even, how is it possible it. with the same lead singer? I've seen a perfect circle live a couple of times. I've never seen a Tool shirt in the crowd. Weird. Like, I, I, I might I be think, making I that think, up too. I think but that's for, weird. And then again, I was really faded when I saw them both times. I didn't see a tool shirt. In the I crowd. mean, isn't that kind of like saying, like, if you're a Slipknot fan, you're saying fuck Stone Sour? Like, isn't that kind of the same? I'm concept? sure there are those people. I don't know if it's that's majority, weird. but that's weird, though. Yeah, it is. But hey, people will suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I get that in a sense, like overrated. I think people just get annoyed. But he did say that about Deftones, and I'm a. I, yeah, I knew, I, I knew as soon said, as I seen Deftones on that list, I was like, oh, Patrick's going to have something to say about this. He specifically said that Deftones fans are annoying. And I, dude, I know I'm one of them, but I got to disagree with that. I think we rule. <laughs> I mean, don't you think that that's another band, though? Like you're all in on Deftones if you're a fan? Yes. Yes. You either like them or you don't. There's no in between. Yeah. I don't. I, and I get it. I get it because. They really challenge you. They challenge you to go to like, they challenge your patience, <laughs> but, but they're one of those bands that just hit me at a specific time of my life. And uh, you know, you just have, you have those bands, you know, Incubus is another one. While I don't think they have the same sort of rabid, like they're the best band of the, in the world fan base as Deftones. But I think they're another one where like, I've met, and I've said this on this podcast before, I think, but I've met more people that don't like Incubus than do. Yeah. You know, uh, Poison the Well is a band that, like, for me, I discovered them at a time in my life and a specific record of theirs at a time in my life where it just, it shook me. It just changed me, you know? And I'm a huge fan of that band and everything they put out, I just love. I know people don't like that band. I know people go, what the fuck are you listening to? Right mm -hmm. there. I have those bands. So, so overrated versus annoying fans that for me, that's like the thing. Okay. I hope I'm not one of those annoying fans. I never like preach. Like if you don't listen to death tones, you suck. Right. Like, I'm not like, like, I get it. You don't like it. It's fine. So what about the other band? Uh, I know they said red hot chili peppers. But I didn't hear the reasoning on that. Was it because of the, a lot of the music sounds the same? I don't remember. Okay. He didn't have much to say about that because he even said he's a Chili Peppers fan. He likes the early funk stuff. 
I don't know why they would be considered overrated either. I mean, it's how do you do stadium tours and be overrated? Well, I mean, how do you do stadium tours and and Foo Fighters opens for you and you're overrated? Right. And I'm not saying that I consider them overrated, but the reason why I mentioned the whole like um, the music sounding the same is because that's like a running joke, I think. Right. Is that. A lot Does of the, a lot of their yeah I've heard that a lot like that a lot of their music sounds the same and I I kind of agree I I do think for for an average listener yeah I do think that a lot of their music sounds the same I think from a uh, a certain point in time to now maybe but I think up to I think up to one hot minute which was the record they did with Dave Navarro on guitar I don't think anything sounds the same I think they change completely with every record. And then after that, I'll be honest, after that record, I'm not a huge fan. Like, I don't like. So, uh, I mean, uh, do you think that bands consciously do that? Like, have a lot of the same sound because their fan base likes that? Or it's just uh, what they like playing? Or, I mean, wouldn't you think you would want to have a different style or a different, you know, come at your fans with a di- little bit of different stuff each album? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think some bands perhaps that conversation happens where they have a comfort zone and they have a sound that works for them and their fans. And, you know, they stick with it. But again, who are you and I to say that everything sounds the same? Maybe to them, it doesn't. That's true. Maybe to them, they legitimately think they wrote something completely different. Yeah. I mean, that was the biggest criticism against story of the year with their second record was that why the fuck didn't you just repeat page Avenue? You had a gold record why didn't you just recreate that record, cash in, and then do the the record you wanted to do? And, and I, I wasn't in the room when they were recording and having these conversations, but the way that I see and hear that record is that that was their fuck the industry, fuck what everybody wants out of us, we're going to do what we want type record. And I love it. I think it's awesome. Not because I think that's why they did it. I just think it's a fucking kick-ass record. Yeah. I think the songs are fucking great. And I think it is underrated. I don't know if underrated is a real thing, but I think that record is underrated. All across music, I think it's underrated. There are some incredibly good songs on that record. And I feel kind of weird saying, I feel weird saying that because I'm friends with, well, mainly one of them, but like... What, what's the what's the name of that record? In I, the Wake of Determination. It's like lime green on the front, like, yep. right? The word wording? Okay, yeah. And yep. then, yep. Was, so was the Black Swan after that? Or was there one in between there? Uh, I think Black Swan was next. Yes, I okay. think so. I okay. think so. And then, but, uh, and then, and it was wolf, Wolves. Wasn't that the last one that was called Wolves? I think. Yeah, but there's something in between. Oh, there is Black Swan and Wolves, right? Oh, okay, there might be. I'm yeah, just, I I'm just thinking that it's, it's still kind of crazy to me that they only have that many albums. Like I, I, I feel like because they've been around so much, so long that they would have more albums than they do, I guess. Well, I think good for them, dude, that they didn't just kind of do what was expected of them. You know, Mm -hmm. now, was it the best thing to do? I don't know. I have no idea. You know, I'm like, I don't know if you're looking at album sales, if you're looking at longevity, I don't know. Uh, Black Swan, 2007. The Constant, 2009. The Constant. Yeah, I forgot about that. Wolves, 2014. Oh my God, that was eight years ago already? No way. That's what it says. Uh, no, wait, hold on. Uh, on September 30th, 2014, the band announced their Facebook page that... Oh, 
Okay, the band's fifth album. 2016, the band announced there'd be a Pledge Music page. They would be releasing a new album sometime in 2017 entitled Wolves on October 25th, 2017. Bank confirmed Pledge Music. Well, okay, so 2017. Okay. Still quite a ways away, right? It is, but not near as much. I was going to say, I can't believe that that was that long ago. Yeah. Page Avenue was certified platinum on in March 2021. So, I don't know. Do they try to sound the same? I don't know. I know some bands specifically don't. Like, I don't think Page Avenue sounds anything like In the Wake of Determination. Right. Completely different. But but also, I think, like, in that record, you hear where they came from and who they were as a band. Again, I don't... I'm just, you know, <laughs> I'm guessing. But... uh Well, so let me ask you this. So, and I guess this could go for other bands, too, but... If In the Wake of Determination was the first album they put out before Page Avenue, would they be Story of the Year now? Would they be as big it's as a, they were? It's a good question. I would probably say no. Right. Without Until the Day I Die and Anthem of Our Dying Day, probably not. Which are legit awesome songs. And they fit in with the time yeah. as well. You know? Yeah. yeah. So that's always one of the criticisms of, I hear of the use is that they just kind of recreate the same record over and over. And oh my God, as a use fan, I don't necessarily agree with that. They have stuff again. Like I go back and revisit some of the records they put out. And I'm like, wow, that is, just, it's just really good. But again, I'm a fan. I'm biased, obviously, but you know, do, do bands try to sound the same? I'm sure some do. I'm sure some do, especially if they have like a really niche type of sound that's working at the time, but you know, so the point, <laughs> the point of the, all of this was, you know, Finn McKinty says, you know, or talks about his imagined dragons overrated. And what does he say? Mm, oh, you want me to play this clip? <laughs> yeah. <go laughs> I was ahead. like, I thought you were asking me a question. All right, here we go. Ready? And next up, Imagine Dragons. This is another one that you guys mentioned a lot, but again, I'm not really sure that it makes sense. Not because I think they're so amazing or anything, but it's kind of like ACDC. Like, who was saying that Imagine Dragons is a great band? Now, they do have 57 million Spotify <laughs> listeners. Hold on. So, obviously... A lot of people. I think a lot of people think they're a great band. A lot of people show up. Go ahead. Yeah. A lot of people. <laughs> someone is listening to them but that doesn't mean the band is overrated it just means that they're commercially successful if we kind of look at what does overrated actually mean it means that there's a difference between how much they're praised by their fans or by critics versus how good they actually are right that difference is what defines overrated not whether their music is actually good or not for example a band like mr bungle but see, the same thing is like whether the music is actually good. Again, it's subjective for everyone. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Overrated is a tough term. It's yeah. a tough term. Like, how do you gauge it? Like, okay, are you overrated because people love you, but you didn't sell a million records? Are you overrated because you sold millions of records and too many people love you? So now we all have to love you too. Like what, what are we, what are we talking about? You know? Yeah. And, and I think people who call bands overrated are people who not that they're jealous, but it's like rebellion kind of right. 
Of course. Yeah, absolutely. I like don't want to so, like whatever it, people like. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to. Yeah. Is that kind of like the independent or the underground music scene? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've been, I've been in bands who wanted to be that way and it's fine. It is what it is. I've always been sort of like, I want as many people to come to the shows as possible. I want as many people to buy the CD as possible. Like, I, you know, and uh-huh. it's not because it wasn't about like being rich necessarily or being famous. It was more like, I want to be able to play a show and like people sing the songs back at me. That's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool feeling. It's like being a stand up comedian and you get laughs. Yeah. Imagine being a stand-up comedian and you you do it for 30 years and you never hear laughs. Right. But you keep doing it. You know? Uh-huh. I, I, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I, again, people that say that are just mad they didn't write the song Thunder. Oh, God. <laughs> We're going to do this again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes sense if you think about it. If you think about it. Like, it, it's easy to hate on bands who are wire, like wildly successful. You know, yeah. if you hate on the little guy, the band that's still grinding it out, the band that's in the in the underground and they're considered cool and kind of like if you like them, you're considered kind of like like you said, rebellious or like, you know, in the know. If you hate on that band, people will be like, you don't know. You don't know anything. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's a very interesting conversation because it's. It almost feels like it doesn't work in 2022, the way that we consume music and everything, how easily and how widely accessible music is to us and how many people put music on the internet and on social media. It's almost like to call someone overrated. It's like, well, in what way? Like there are so many ways that you could be, but why? Right. You know, like look at us, look at a guy that we've talked about before, like that Jarris Johnson kid. Mm hmm somebody calls him overrated it's like well why because he's popular because he's doing something that fits with the time you know he got successful essentially on an app yeah and it has created like a legitimate music career for him again not my cup of tea but it's working it's it's Oh, I was going to say I had a funny story, but it's almost like we've just transmit we've transitioned from the record sale days to the we get music for free days. And in the we get music for free days, I don't know if overrated is a thing. I don't know if you can be, you know, I, I think back in the days where where bands and artists relied on record sales as their worth. Mm-hmm. Perhaps you could say a band was overrated, perhaps. But even again, then again, it didn't make that much sense. You have a band that sells 10 million records. Somebody goes, oh, they're overrated. I think a lot of people will go, yeah, I didn't buy that record. I don't know why they're so popular. They're overrated. Overrated or overpopular, which overpopular is not even a term, but like, you know, widely over-celebrated or whatever the case may be, you know? Yeah, I, I still think it's a re- it's a rebellion thing, though. I agree. Hey, you it's know. being a hater. Like, being yeah, a troll. if I, if I, a, say, if I a... say a band is overrated and, but you look at their sales and their album sales is through the roof, like what, what, how are they considered overrated if this many people like it? 
and are you you're just not liking it because they don't like it or you legitimately don't like it and that's fine and that can be your opinion but that doesn't make the band overrated yeah no i agree i agree i mean i always think when i went and saw nickelback i just think about all the shit i got because there were pictures of me with nickelback on social media yeah after that show and people were like dude People I hadn't spoken to in a while were just like leaving funny comments and making like calling me like, dude, what <laughs> you hung out with Nickelback? And I'm like, what's the problem? Well, it's just Nickelback. I'm like, yeah, so what, dude? Like it was a good time and clearly people liked them. But the a sold out show at Savis or Scott Trade or whatever it was called. At you the time. probably had a different perspective on it after hanging out with those guys, right? Like you probably didn't go into it thinking it was going to be as fun and as cool as you as it was. I went into it with an open mind and I swear okay. to God, I'm not lying. <laughs> I know most people would probably call me a lie. I swear to God, I did. I went into it with an open mind. I really did. And it wasn't because I knew I was going to meet them. It was just, you know, but I wanted to see them live. I wanted to, I wanted to see what everybody was talking about or what it was all about. Yeah. I'd seen them live before, but it was at a fe like festival type show. And I didn't really pay attention that much. Um, you know, it's funny. I remember you saying you didn't, you don't know the song Super Bon Bon. They covered that song at the show. I saw them at the festival. Oh, really? <laughs> that show was Nickelback, Mudvayne, Edema, POD, and Three Doors Down. Interesting. That's Three Doors Down. Three Doors Down was the headliner. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Because because Three Doors Down actually blew up before Nickelback did with that record that had kryptonite on it. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Wait, Nickelback that was, hadn't that yet. Was before... Like how you remind me of just that like it had been out, but they hadn't been like Nickelback, Nickelback. But was that their first album, Nickelbacks? Or did they have... No, they had records before that. But again, right. they were heavier and... Yeah. So if you talk so, to like people... So maybe, in, like, some, maybe some of that stuff caught on after like how you remind me and that stuff became big. Maybe people started going back and listening and... I think with the newer fans, but we yeah. know people that will will talk about like, dude, you fucking talk shit about Nickelback. Go listen to fucking blah 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 from. And I'm like, okay, dude, I'm not talking shit. I know people do, but it's not me. <laughs> like the fucking riffs are killer. I'm like, I know, it's fine. <laughs> I get it. Um, but you know what the ultimate you know, question is here for you, right? What is Garth Brooks overrated? One hundred percent. No hesitation. 100%. As many people across the world that love Garth Brooks and love across the world, all... Yes, across the world? Yes, across the world. Come on. Does he tour overseas? Oh, I don't... I, I would assume. I don't think Maybe he does. Maybe not now. I bet he did. He had to have at one time though, right? I don't think he does. I think he plays Indiana, Iowa, Missouri, and Tennessee. That's it. Do they have like... I don't know if I sound dumb by asking this question or not, but do they have like big festivals for like a, like a Lollapalooza or something like that for like country music? I sure hope not. <laughs> they do. Yeah, they do. They do I'm something sure like I, thing, I, I, I something know, that big. I'm sure, I'm sure there is. Yes. <laughs> Calls for a goog. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they do. Can't believe you out of all. There has after, to be one in like, you know, Nashville or Kentucky, Austin. Where's country music big? Top 25 country music festivals in the USA in 2022. 
Stagecoach Festival. I've actually heard of this one. This is in California. Wow. Uh, this year, you got Thomas Rhett, who have, I've actually seen. Carrie Underwood and Luke Combs are the headliners on all three days. Don't know who Luke Combs. Why is the Black Crows playing a country festival? That's Why is weird. Smokey Robinson playing a country festival? Weird. Uh, it's in Indio, California. I think that's where they do Coachella, isn't it? Doesn't uh, matter. I don't know. Uh, the Pepsi Gulf Coast Jam. This is in Panama City Beach, Florida. Not a surprise there. The CMA Music Festival. So that's in Nashville. It's the Country Music Awards, I'm, I'm guessing. Yep. Yep. Uh, the Watershed Festival. That is in George, Washington. What? Did you know there was a town called George in the state of Washington? Weird. I don't like that. I don't, I don't know I, why. I really I don't, don't like either, it. to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, Country Fest 2022 is in Cadet, Wisconsin. Again, not too much of a surprise there. So, yeah, there are country festivals. Hmm, okay. And there are some videos here, dude. Oof. Oof. What would you consider? What was the one we talked about last year that happened? Or. The the bike the bike festival where everyone got COVID. Oh, what is that called? Uh, was that Sturgis? Yeah, yeah. Is that a that's not country, is it? I don't think so. Because was mean, it wasn't Smash it? Mouth yeah, wasn't it? it Smash Mouth playing when uh all the controversy went down? Who knows? Who you knows? know, I think I actually I think they are touring again with a different lead singer. No way. Yeah, and he he sounds no quite way. a bit like the original lead singer. No way. Yeah. Now that that would be a band that I would look at and say, you know, if you lose your singer, there's nothing you can you can't come back from that. But maybe they are. Maybe they're making it work. I don't know. Zach Good is the new lead singer of Smash Mouth. That name is slightly familiar. Who is this guy? Let's look him up. You um have you you told me in the past that you're not a big Bad Wolves fan, right? Eh, not really. Have you heard anything that they put out with the new lead singer? I didn't know they had a new lead singer. Oh yeah. They're Isn't actually a new lead singer somebody. Uh, I can't remember what his name is. Um but they're they're getting ready to go on tour with Papa Roach and Hollywood Undead. I remember you saying that. With the new lead singer. Um what is, I can't remember what his name is off the top of my head. It's pretty good yeah. though. I mean, I don't dislike them. They're not, but I haven't listened to them either. I know Zombie, and then that's it. I, I oh honestly, really? Yeah, yeah. I, I I never I've never listened to them, and it's not by choice. It's not like I'm not you know I just haven't. Uh, but I think I told you the the old singer. What's that guy's name? Uh, what is that dude's name? I don't know. I've been sitting here thinking, of, trying to think of what it is, and I for some reason it's. I, said, I know I've told you this before, but he felt he it's like Tony, went on tour with Snot. Snot, yeah, Tony, which is like Tony something. No, huge. Yeah, what the yeah. Heck? I don't know it. No. I'm not gonna look it up either. It's not that important. <laughs> He's a Republican. Fuck him. Um, I didn't say that. I didn't hear uh, that. So yeah, the overrated thing is like it's an interesting conversation, but yeah, Garth Brooks is super overrated. <laughs> but again, I say that because I don't get it. Millions of people get it. So fuck me, right? 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We should probably get out of here with fuck me. <laughs> you got anything else that needs to be discussed? <laughs> I don't think so. Not today. Oh, wait. I, cool. I do have one question. Is uh, Golden State going to win the whole thing? Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up, dude. Last night was insane. Did you watch that game? No, I didn't. So here's what happened. I was trying to finish Ozark and watch oh, God. the NBA Finals at the same time, and I discovered that it's not really a good idea. <laughs> but no, I hope Golden State doesn't win. You know how much I hate Golden State. I know, but I had, I had you, to ask. Let me just say this. If you're from St. Louis and you're not rooting for the Celtics, you're an asshole. You should be rooting for Jason Tatum. Yeah, for sure. He's our guy. Yeah, He's our guy. You mm-hmm. should be rooting for Jason Tatum. Yep. That game was insane. Uh, I, to be honest with you, I thought the Celtics stood a chance because of their defense and because legitimately they have, in my opinion, a guy who's going to be top three players in the league over the next five, six years, probably close to 10 years. Cause he's only like 24. Um, Steph's getting older. Clay's getting older. And I don't think the, you know, but they're both good defensive teams. Last night, Golden State's defense collapsed in the fourth quarter. Going into it, I was like, I could see the Celtics winning in seven. I think if they did win the series, it would have to be another seven-game series for them. I certainly don't think that they're going to sweep them or win in five or anything like that. After last night, because Tatum had a terrible game. He was he had he had like 13 assists, which is great. So he's finding people, but like from a scoring standpoint, he had a bad game. Uh, I'm, I'm shocked, man. No, I, I don't want Golden State to win. But I did finish Ozark. And? Now, I mean, Ozark's been done enough. Can I give the spoiler alert that I want to give? Well, I mean, I can tell you right now you're going to say I hated it. Didn't hate it. Didn't really? Hate what I did hate is the fact that Wendy Bird made it out of the show alive. Fucking insane. You know what? Okay, the most is there unre- a conspiracy theory here? No, no, I don't. But the most unrealistic thing in the whole show for me was that car wreck or that van wreck. Okay. Because okay, so they I guess it was was at the very beginning of the last season, first I guess. Episode. Or the first episode where they showed the preview of that happening and then all of a sudden it just goes away and you don't know what where that came from or why that was in the show. And then yeah. all of a sudden when it happens again, like they flip that thing. And every one of them came out with like not even a bruise, basically, like there hardly anything. And I'm pretty sure that wouldn't have happened. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. We were having a conversation. My wife, who is a nurse, we were talking about that. It's kind of like, how fast were they going? A to make that. You got to be going pretty fast for that to happen. So the fact that they did make it out unscathed is a little bit weird. But also, they were driving a minivan. Minivans are safe. Who knows? I don't know. But the fact that Wendy Bird didn't die is really upsetting. And I know that's a terrible thing to say when we're talking about fiction here. But no, I didn't hate the ending, dude. I really didn't. Did you? Was I there, didn't like. Was there, I didn't, was there anything that you were looking to happen that didn't happen? Was there any characters that you thought might come back that didn't come back? No, no. no. But I did say we were, I was, we were saying toward the end, I was like, there's someone we're forgetting. Someone's going to make an appearance who we've forgotten about. And it was the dude, the, the, the PI. Uh, yeah. eh, that scene could have been better, I guess. Like it could have been longer and perhaps maybe 
you know, the ending was abrupt, but I kind of like that. I kind of like that. And they left it kind of open, kind of open. Like, who did he shoot? Did he shoot the dude or did he shoot Wendy? I hope he shot Wendy. <laughs> I hope he didn't shoot Marty because that's the most, that's the most endearing piece of shit in the history of TV or movies. It has to be right. What do you mean? Marty bird, the character has to oh. be the most endearing asshole. But why? why? I mean, why do you consider why is him he an asshole? Yeah. Why do you consider him an asshole? Well, he's a shithead. He launders money for a drug cartel. He puts his family in danger. He he lies to people. He cheats but, people but out that, of her. But that's the whole the like the beginning of the show was he didn't know what really what he was doing, right? No, he knew. Or he wasn't. I guess in the beginning when he was in Chicago, but when he gets to the Ozarks, he knows what he's doing. But he didn't have a choice in that matter. Well, what do you What okay. do you do? What do you do? They had a choice because remember that one episode where he was like, "Take this. This these are your new identities." Like he could have eventually done that as well. That's in season one. Yeah. Just let me have my thing here. He's an endearing <laughs> piece of shit. Well, the reason why I asked if you thought there was going to be any characters coming back, they made it feel like the brother was going to show up again somewhere. I thought I predicted that after the last season. I said he's not dead. But yeah. I, I'm wrong. Which they never showed him die either. So that's why I never thought... showed him die in the way that the search went on and the way that his dad was talking and the way that this like this this PI was like asking these questions. And the, the weird thing was that the pictures that he had where he brought them to the dad and was like, this is your daughter and him after he was released. But then he had the picture of the dude who killed him, who supposedly killed him. Where was that taken at? Like, how does he know? Cause it wasn't at the diner. Right. So how does he yeah. know the dude had anything to do with Ben? Am I making sense here with this question? You are, but I don't remember. It's been a few weeks didn't since say. I watched it. Yeah, he, It clicked because he saw him at the bird's house, right? Yeah. He's like, well, I've seen that guy before, but where? But my question is, he doesn't say where those pictures were taken. And maybe I'm a dummy and everyone else knew this already, but I have no idea. Yeah. That and I think the whole like cookie jar thing was kind of weird. A little bit. Yeah, it's a little bit goofy, but uh, you had to find a way to like. Yeah there had to be some sort of symbolism for that guy to come back. Otherwise he has no reason to. Right. Yeah. That's the bit. That's the one piece. And he didn't even know it was evidence, but that's the one thing that always had him curious because there were several scenes where it's there and he like mm -hmm. stops and looks at it. Doesn't say anything care, you know? Yeah. So it's it, dude, that, that shit, that's the best. That's the best television show ever. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, that that show single-handedly made Jason Bateman top three actors all time for me. I, I'm I might be with you, dude. I might be with you. Yeah, and honestly, the um, what what's the girl? What's Wendy Bird's real name? Ah, Janie, uh, right? Laura Linney. Laura, Laura Linney. Yeah, I mean, as far as as mu how much she made us hate her, her performance was phenomenal. For oh, that, she's great for, for that show. Oh yeah, I hate her as Wendy bird, but <laughs> the character is written well and she executed it well. Like yeah. she made me hate her. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And well, I think everyone in the show, I think everyone in the show for the most part, the performances were fucking on par, dude. It's just so good. Yeah. So good. Um, I'm trying to think of the, if there are any moments in the last episode that I didn't like. No, I, I, I liked it, man. I, I thought that, okay, I was going to say, I don't like the way Ruth died. 
like where it was like face to face and she had to be Ruth, like fucking get it over with or whatever she said. It's like, eh, why couldn't they have just fucking done it from the back, like shot her in the back of the head? I didn't like that because I thought it was a little bit over the top. Like, also, why did you get out? There's an Escalade parked. Who do you think it is? Yeah, right. Like, why would you get out? Right. It's kind of weird because she just had that moment in the in the episode where the dude is following her and she goes to the police station. Right. And yeah. then she sees the truck's gone and she warns what's her name and the guy's dead. It's like, well, why you then you were alarmed, but now you're not alarmed that there's a black Escalade parked on your property. Like, get the I fuck think, out of there. Yeah, like, I, th- I think it just comes down to like, this is who she is. Like, and you know, she's going to confront things. head. That's on. what they were trying to tell you. Yeah. yeah. She's going to confront things head on in a stupid way, right. no matter what. And like, you Doesn't, know, it just never just, learned her lesson. Just the whole weird of thing of like her having all of this money now but what she's gonna do is stay in the trailer park and just build something there and then build a pool and then kill a guy and bury him under the pool and the concrete and it you know or well no she didn't pretty gangster the other chick did right well yeah rachel shot him but she buried him buried him and then it's just kind of funny like when when uh marty comes in to ruth and he's just like nonchalantly like i need to ask you a question is that guy under your pool is Nelson under your pool? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, what a good show. That was a good yeah. show. I'm, I, I'm telling I'm, you, man. Yeah. I'm sad that it ended, but then again, I don't, you know, when I, when, when, it, well, for now, but I would rather see it end like it did if it is done than to let it run its course and then keep on trying to go because people like it. And then, you know, I, that's what I feel Dexter did. Yeah. And I felt like they kind of redeemed themselves with the last season, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it needs to continue. I hope it doesn't. For me, it's perfect. It, it's a perfect, it's a masterpiece of fucking storytelling. Yeah, in my opinion, there's there for me. There's Ozark and there's The Sopranos. And if anybody comes to me again with fucking Yellowstone being better than Ozark, I'm gonna flip out. I have not seen it I yet, but everybody that watches it, everybody that watches it is like all in. It's Sons of Anarchy on horses. Which I would actually... And I tried Sons of Anarchy and I don't like it. I, so. I can't, I can't uh, badmouth Sons of Anarchy. I'm a big fan of Sons of Anarchy. Well, try Yellowstone. You tell me. I know you're not going to say it's better than Ozark. If you do, I'll be so upset. But um, before we get out of here, I just want to let you know, in case you haven't seen, if you haven't been on Hulu lately... American Underdog is now on Hulu. If you want to, I saw. If you want to check that out, and hey, and hey, if you, you want to spend an hour and a half doing something that you're gonna hate, <laughs> I was thinking about watching it just so we could talk about it, but I don't know. You would spend, know. you would probably spend an entire episode of our podcast talking about how much you hate it. I'm sure I will. Well, now I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here, dude. All right, we're out. I was